Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Welcome back, Mark Champ of Wolf Financial. Uh, apologies from my end. Uh, Mark hasn't been on the show uh, recently. Wi-Fi in Mexico was terrible. Every time we tried recording, uh, the Wi-Fi in my end got in the way. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me in. hope you had a nice trip away. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yeah, productive, to say the least. Uh, yeah, as we just discussed off air, loads going on. I think um, I'm already looking forward to our annual review in terms of our predictions i think we're we're well on target um something that's not quite on target though is is the bank of england and the, and the world inflation rate uh, it is through the roof not unexpected i have to say um but how uh, what have you noticed since we've last spoke so what have i noticed um rates have gone up inflation's gone up um lenders becoming a bit more wobbly in my opinion um there's been a move towards commercial property, I think. Um, there, there's been all sorts of things going on. So, you know, it's not nothing cataclysmic, but I think there are, we were talking about signs of problems coming up. And I think those problems and those signs are getting bigger. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think more more's coming to, to head. Um, I think it's just done something for our Patreon uh, page uh, when I sort of announced that uh, we, you know, we're restricting the inflows of Russian gold. It's like, I understand that's a political win, and I say that very lightheartedly. Uh, you might get an extra vote or two, but actually it doesn't make any sense uh, whatsoever. Uh, yeah, okay. In terms of um, uh, like applications and mortgage, people mm-hmm. contacting War Financial and saying, hey, I've got this deal. Have, have you found that more people are leaving... Um, property on the table as in because the interest rates have gone up that then flips the deal from being a, a green light to a red light have you had much of that or is it still business as usual as such well whenever you speak to a mortgage broker they will always tell you business is booming and we're doing more than anybody else um, but if you look at the actual the facts the there's 50 percent less bridging applications uh, in Q1 than was expected. So that's that, that's the first thing. They, people can't be doing the levels of business that, that they said that they would be uh, or they are doing. So that's the first thing. But as we have seen maybe a shift from people buying stuff and redeveloping it or whatever that may be to people realising they're on a variable rate and they want to refinance, and the lenders, I think, they are very much aware of this. And when customers come to them and say, oh, can I just flip over to a fixed rate product now? It's a whole new application. So it entails fees, valuation, everything. So to be able to move from your variable to your fixed requires a, a broker. So we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing lots of these types of things with numerous people we've had who have been caught on the variable rates and now want to move over to the fix so we've been busy in that way uh not as busy in new refurbs and new developments i imagine that's perfectly understandable i because from speaking to people in and around property i seem to get the same feedback i'm talking like non-mortgage brokers you know other investors developers etc it seems to be a case of there's always going to be deals and opportunities out there but actually at the moment everything the feedback that people are saying is everything's bubbling away nicely it's got to correct at some point so unless you're getting a 
a cracking, exceptional deal. Um, a couple of people are just sitting on their hands at the moment. Yeah, they, people are sitting on their hands. And I think there are opportunities out there because I think people will see that the market maybe is turning uh, a little bit now. So maybe they're thinking maybe we can cash in, sell the properties. Uh, we've got other uh, uh, expenses we need to look at. So people may be looking at that. And, you know, we, we, we're still having um, a decent number of new business. But like I said, it's not as much as it is. And there aren't that many undervalued property transactions coming through. Um, and that, that always bugs me, the, the below market value stuff, because it's not below market value. It's what the market is paying for that property. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just lower than the, the asking price. So, um, yeah, and, and lenders totally recognise that and valuers do as well. So, um, yeah, there could be some more bargains, you know, around the corner. No, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Uh, inflation at the time of recording, uh, 9.1% here in, in the UK. Again, not, not something that's unexpected. Uh, I think we, we've said multiple times when you increase the currency supply, but you're not increasing the amount of goods and services that are available You've got more currency chasing the same amount of goods and services. A three-year-old can tell you that that would increase prices. And then the flip side of that is, if you want to look at it the other way, because more currency is being created, you're devaluing the pound, hence why things are going up anyway. So the things work in tandem. Depends how you look at it. Uh, point of that being, as we said at the start of the year, inflation is going to be around for a while. Um, there's you know a lot of stuff needs to be sorted out. We obviously haven't had a, a winter yet without. You know, dealing with uh, our, our friends from the east, should we say? Uh, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of crap coming our way. I think um, uh, has that been reflected in business at all, or any other thoughts or, or comments from the people that you deal with about inflation? Well, I think the thing that that has been affected most is the the interest rates. They've gone up. We've mm-hmm. seen them increase across the board. Uh, and what I've seen, the more specialist lenders have come more into play now. So where everybody was using Lend, LendInvest, Lambay, yeah. uh, and it was you know chasing a, a really good rate, things that are getting through are slightly more difficult or specialist. And therefore, people like Shawbrook are, are coming back into play. And if you think Shawbrook were born in what, 2011, I think, when there was a bit of turmoil in the, the world, you know, we were coming out of the 2008 crash still, and they really came to the fore then. And I think that the challenger banks are going to be well-placed. And you have to think also with Shawbrook as a, an example, they fund a lot of the bridging market. If you know the, the 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 lenders, the bridging lenders usually have a, fun, a Shawbrook funding line. So Shawbrook have a, a finger in a lot of pies, and I think I think they this type of market is where they do their best business. So I think um, need to look out for for them. Um, the other thing that I saw um, today is the um, what was it in London. First time leases for businesses have gone up a, a, a massive amount. I can't remember what the the actual statistic, but in the FT today, it it, it was um, a stat that I saw, and that shows that businesses are maybe rebounding or new businesses starting. Um, so 
where people are moving away from these big high street businesses, smaller businesses are, are coming into play and taking new leases. So that's surely a good thing for the commercial property investor as well. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of changes happening in, in that market space moving forwards. Uh, I would flippantly say that um, you know if you struggle to get the railway to work, uh, now that probably isn't going to help things anyway moving forward. But that's a different uh, podcast, a different subject moving forwards. Uh, interesting, yeah, interesting. It goes back to what we said time and time again. That there will always be opportunity, and if it isn't purely residential, then you know, commercial is is your other, or you know, agricultural, you know, land that sort of stuff. There's always plenty of things out there. You just got to know what's going on and who to speak to. Yeah, and I think it is very important um, that you do that. And when looking at lenders, uh, especially, I think it's a good idea to find out a bit about their background and their funding lines, <laughs> because there's there's not many customers that come to me and say, do you know what? I want a stable lender who will definitely be here in five years. It's always what's the cheapest rate you can get me. And I think at this point in time, you know, stability is is something that you need to think about. And you have to remember property is a long game. It's not not many people make a lot of money quickly in property. So thinking about the stability of the lender, the robustness of their their funding and their their finances in the background is is important. Uh, let's just dig into that a second because I hold my hands up. I've never that's not a question I've ever asked either in my years of in my years of doing this. Uh, so I think that's very poignant. Why obviously you've just explained why lender stability is important. But what if let's just say challenger bank A, uh, we take let's say we take out a mortgage. Yeah. You, you and I are in a property together, we take out a, a mortgage with challenger bank A. Um, and let's just say it all goes a bit wrong in the next couple of years, they go bankrupt hypothetically what what happens then um in terms of of stability uh, and why should more people be asking said questions i've never thought of that before mark great point Let, let's dive into this. well i think if i give you a live example okay. we we have a customer at the moment who is um experienced property investor they have a property which is um it's just a vanilla buy to let decent ltv 50 percent, something like that maybe 60 percent and they have decided to go with a lender who has a very cheap rate, and it was about half a percent cheaper than than other other options. This lender went a bit quiet on us, and we were we were a bit worried about that because lenders don't usually go quiet when they're they're wanting to get a loan processed because it affects their SLAs and what they can tell everybody else. So they went a bit quiet, and after a little bit of chasing. Um, we received a uh, automated email saying um, that basically the lenders lost their funding line and they are looking for a new funding line. But as of now, they can't process the transaction any further. So this transaction had been through valuation and it was illegals. So it's, it's a difficult thing because they're not saying they're closed for business but they're saying they've got no money to lend anybody, which is difficult. They think they're going to get a funding line, and that's apparently in process. But when asked about, uh, well, what about the customer's valuation fees, they won't refund them. So it's 
that is a consideration that, you know, you can go to the financial ombudsman and raise a, a complaint, but if there's no money in that business, then I think it'll be quite difficult for anybody to to get money out of the company. So what I'm saying is you need to pick your lenders carefully because you can lose, lose fees, you can um, lose a lot of time. And if it's a purchase, then you could be losing the property. If it's a refinance, then you know the lender that you've got the original deal with can put pressure on. So uh, no lender likes doing that, but it can happen. So picking the right deal from a stability point of view is essential. And you know, if you're with a broker, you can go, you can go and find an alternative option. But when you think the the average length of loan process is three months, I would say that's a lot of time wasted and money. Um, and it's yeah something that not many people consider when when taking out a loan. Fair enough. Uh, it's not something that ever crossed my mind. In, in all honesty, so I'm sort of in a way making notes. But then, on the flip side, you could think if you went to some uh, to RBS in two thousand and seven, and you asked anybody how stable is RBS. You're like, wow, well, it's a bank. It's uh, you know, it's huge. That's never nothing's going to happen to that. Um, but but it does. We we had a a, a deal. Before, was it before Brexit or before COVID? I can't remember. I'm not sure when it was. But there was a there was an issue, and the particular lender. So I, I don't like you know slagging lenders off, but this particular lender pulled all their commercial products. So anything that was um, leased out to a, a trading business. And this was in legals, customer had paid for legals and valuation, just pulled it, we will not refund the valuation or the legal fees. But the customer lost a few thousand pounds on that and that wasn't right. And it was one of the big banks um, and it, it, it wasn't fair, not fair at all. Um, it's just their decision that, that it was too risky in the current market, so they were just going to pull everything. So, um, yeah, mm. difficult one. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Well, I appreciate that. So good, good practical advice, which is what we enjoy giving out on on these episodes as well. I looking at my notes though. Uh, I mean, I've I nothing else in mind. There's nothing I've sort of paid attention to that uh, sort of crops up. But anything your end uh, that you think is valuable to share for this episode? Um, I think the the valuations again make sure you do your due diligence early uh value is a, a challenging a lot of things at the moment um it's difficult to justify something after a value has given a, a value it's hard to work backwards so make sure you you know you're proactive with it i think that's important because we're seeing a lot of uh values that are coming up a bit short now um so that's one thing I would say. Um, what else is there that we're seeing? Um, not as many new bridging lenders come into the market, which isn't a surprise. I think there's, you know, a year or two ago, there was so many new ones coming into the market. The cycle seems to have moved on a little bit. And now I would be just keeping an eye open to see which ones decide not to do any more business rather than new one starting perfect stuff well, well we'll keep our eyes open uh, we'll look forward to 
uh, sort of catching up uh, in, in in the next few weeks and, and seeing what happens in in the summer. Summers are normally, you know, especially August. That sort of I say quiet, relatively, you know, not there. Sometimes government tries to sneak things through the back door in August. So we'll, uh, we'll keep our eyes open on that. And uh, uh, as always, I say to people, go to Wall Financial website, the weekly newsletter is fantastic. And uh, if you want to get hold of Mark, uh, details are in the show notes. Uh, Mark, a pleasure as always, and uh, look forward to doing it again. Excellent. Thanks a lot.